Hello, 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 my beautiful people. It's your girl, Claudette. And we are back with another segment of Self-Defined Royalty. I am bumping the miseducation of Lauren Hill right now because I just felt like it. Um, So I want to title today's segment, Reverse the Gentrification. I, it's kind of funny because Um, So most people who know me know that I live in a predominantly white neighborhood. Um, It has been that way. It has been that way for years. However, the predominantly white neighborhood I live in has like in the state of Illinois, they have the number 11 top SAT scores in their school district. And I want my kids to be educated in this neighborhood um, or a neighborhood who's ranked up there like that. Um, So here's the kicker. Um, As a as a black woman, as a mother, um, there has not been a point in my life where white people were not willing to come in and I'm not even going to say white people. I'm going to say more privileged people um, have never been ashamed or afraid or worried about coming in where we live and taking over our neighborhoods. They have never, ever, 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 ever in the history of ever had a problem taking over our neighborhoods. So when are we going to stop making it seem like we're not welcome? We're not allowed in places. Because every time I tell somebody that I live in Muhammad, the first thing, I kid you not, every single black person who knows anything about Muhammad has said to me is, ooh, with all them white people, um, yes, absolutely. With all those white people, I live with all those white people. It blows my mind because that mindset is what keeps you where you are. Why would you allow the fact that you're that you're different, so to speak, to keep you from having the same great opportunities that they have? Why would you allow that to be the thing that keeps you from going to a school with um, the number 11 SAT scores in the whole state? Why would you let the fact that there's only white people there keep you from that? Like, that's the problem. That is the problem. So why can't we come into their neighborhoods and say, I belong here just as much as you do? Just like they come into our neighborhoods and say, I belong here just as much as you do and buy up all the land and properties and put things there that we can't afford. Why can't we do the same thing? It's confusing to me. It blows my mind. And I will never let anybody tell me where I do and do not belong because my children deserve the same things that their children deserve. And so, yes, I live in Muhammad. And yes, I am sending my kids to a school where there's predominantly white people. And a lot of people feel like, well, I want my kids to be exposed to culture and so on and so forth. Okay, do that. You do that. Um, And if you have to go outside of your neighborhood, then do that. Or if you have to create a program in your neighborhood, you do that too, because that's what that's what 
um, being a part of a neighborhood is about is creating and building a community. So my neighbor's kids, they can come to my house and my kids can go to their house and we can sit in the backyard and have a bonfire and I can have my neighbor's kids over and my neighbor can stay at the house and not have to worry about her children. Um, because community is what you make of it. And if you allow the fact that you don't see nobody else around that looks like you, um, to keep you from being a part of a community from keep you from being a part of something, great and excellent then that's on you baby but I'm not the one I'm not going to allow somebody to tell me you don't belong here I'm not I'm not going for it it's not going to happen so um I, I want to start businesses in neighborhoods where they say we're not welcome because even though like some people are like oh they're but they're racist and all this and all that the only way you're going to change that is to change their perception of your people. The only way you're going to change the way they behave, the way they look at you is to show them that you're great, that you're just as good or better than they are. It's the only way it's going to happen because that's what happens. They come into our neighborhoods and they say, look, I can afford to buy this property, fix it up and do so on and so forth. And you can't. And that's what they come in with that, with that mentality and that attitude. And so then we look at them and we say, oh my goodness, they're doing so much better than us. They come into our own neighborhoods and do better than we did and so on and so forth. Why can't we do the same thing to them? Why can't we come into their neighborhoods and slowly, one at a time, say, yeah, you should move over here. You should move over here. You should move over here. And before you know it, you have a community of like-minded individuals who look like you living in a community where other people felt like they weren't welcome because they look like you. And and quite frank, and I, I won't even lie, there's some, there's some people who I wouldn't want to live in my neighborhood, so to speak. And it's not just a brown thing. Like, there's some people who I'd be like, ooh, I hope they don't move over here. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's just one of those things. Of course, there's people who you don't necessarily want as your neighbor. Um, but if you're a civilized and decent human being, why would you allow something so minute? And I mean... I say minute with a with a a reservation to it, but why would you allow something so minute as race to keep you from from accessing the same things um, that other people's kids access? I I I just don't get it. It blows my mind. And someone actually said to me, "Aren't you scared? <laughs> Aren't you scared?" living um living where all those with all those white people around all those white people and so on and so forth and I was like well other than the fact aside from the fact that I was raised in Carpentersville Illinois (laughs) um aside from that and being used to being around a lot of white people um going to very very many events where I was the only black person working many jobs where I was the only black person aside from all of that um, I said this in a podcast before. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. I'm not finna worry about none of y'all. I ain't finna worry about no black, brown, or yellow person. Um, because when I did worry, when I feared and fretted where I was living, um, it wasn't good for me. It wasn't good for my overall well-being. So I I can't do that. I can't do that no more. I can't do that to myself. I have to live my life. You have to live your life. You can't be afraid um, to have the things that you want, just uh, especially based on race. 
Um, if you want it, like so I, I know some people who say, oh, I'm not going to apply there because they probably ain't going to hire a black person. I've had somebody tell me um, not to apply somewhere because they probably wouldn't hire a black person. Um, and I, I can't. I can't understand that. I just can't understand it. Like, I I can't let nobody tell me that the color of my skin is going to keep me from what I want. I can't let anybody tell me that. So um, I'm going to come in and do what I got to do to get what I need and what I want. And the the rest, the rest um, is up to God. So even even in situations where maybe somebody is racist and maybe perhaps they don't necessarily want to hire a black person or whatever, um, you give them the opportunity to work without your presence by not even trying. You give them the opportunity to continue to live in their bubble by not submerging yourself in that so we need to stop self-segregating that's that's what it is it's self-segregation and our ancestors fought against segregation and then we go ahead and we just we continue to segregate ourselves like um ruby bridges stood on that school step making making herself like the only black kid in that school because she knew that it was something that needed to be done she knew that um, the lines had to be blurred. So why is it that we are now back to being afraid of being the different one, afraid of being um, black? I, I don't know how else to say it. Why is that? Um, why why can't we why can't we do the reverse of what they have done? Why can't we make it so that everybody can do everybody can do the same thing you can come into a neighborhood and turn it around and make it some make it your own and i can come into a neighborhood and turn it around and make it my own that's 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 what i'm i'm looking at that's what i'm hoping for is that we can all no matter what we are no matter what we are made up of um any one of us can come into a neighborhood and say, I want this neighborhood to be this. And we can be the change that we want in that neighborhood and make it happen. Not a black, not a white, not a not a nothing. You, whoever you are, whatever neighborhood you see fit for yourself, for your children, and so on and so forth, you should be able to have that. You should be able to access that. And it should not be a fear of who else is here? Let me look around and see if it's some people that look like me. We all want to feel a sense of belonging, but I'm telling you, it starts somewhere. Um, I, I know, like, uh, like right now, my brother um, is looking to move move into this into the state, and guess where he's going? He's going where I live. Um, because he knows somebody there. Um, that's just the way it works. That's that's the way it works. You know somebody there and you move there because, you know, it makes you feel a little more confident and secure because you know somebody. Um, and so that's how neighborhoods end up end up blended and mixed and so on and forth, so forth. Because when people know somebody, they're more likely to move there. So the only way that Muhammad is not going to be a bunch of white people is if 
people who I know, people who look like me, move in there. You know, if I say, hey, you should move over here, um, then then it's going to diversify. Um, but if everybody says, ooh, Muhammad with all those white people, Muhammad is just going to stay the way it is. Um, and I'm sure... I'm I'm fairly sure that there's some people in Muhammad who would like for it to stay the way it's been for years and years and years. I'm sure that there's some people who could care less if it diversified. Um, I'm not one of those people. I'm not one of those people. And I would certainly love to see more people that look like me. Um, because I think that it is necessary to feel a sense of belonging and a sense of similarity. Um, but, um, I know that it's not going to happen overnight and no, I'm not going to let anyone, (laughs) anyone else keep me. Um, because it, it, it just, it messes up my head. So I've, I've been looking into several things. Um, most of you know I have a bachelor's degree in criminal justice, um, and I've considered many avenues as far as criminal justice is concerned. And so I am greatly, greatly, greatly considering becoming a police officer in the city of Muhammad. I am going to be the first African-American female um, to serve as a police officer. And if I do pursue that avenue, um, I, I had somebody tell me, oh, don't do that. You're going to be da, da, blah, 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 you know, like it was all these reasons why I shouldn't. Um, and I was like, oh, yeah, you're probably right. Stop letting people tell you what the hell um, <laughs> works for you, what what you should and shouldn't do. I, I had to get out of that because I would let somebody say something to me real quick and let it determine how I was going to handle a situation. Um, and so. I've thought about it. I've thought about it a lot. Um, you know, of course, there's a few dilemmas. Um, but once I work through the dilemmas, it very well may be something that I strongly, strongly pursue. Um, and I, I ain't gonna let nobody tell me that I can't. I won't let anybody tell me that I can't. Um, and so, you know, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do what it is that I feel is best for me or right for me. Um, and my children. And so the fact that there's maybe 30 um, African Americans in the whole town of 8,500, it doesn't scare me. It doesn't trouble my mind because I'm sure that there was a point when there was zero. Um, And so coming from that, moving forward, you know, maybe next year there'll be 35, you know, and the year after 40 and so on and so forth. It's only going to happen if we make it happen. Um, don't delay. Don't don't create an issue that isn't an issue, um, because honestly, you're just letting people have their way. You're letting the people who do not want you there have their way. And I refuse to let a bigot or a racist have their way um, because I believe that there's more non-racist people, that there's more um, kind people than there are bigots. And 
I really, really, really believe that. And so I think that the majority would be welcoming and the majority would be kind and things like that. So why let the minority control the circumstances? I'm not I'm not letting I'm not letting those few uh, people keep me keep me down, keep me from what it is that I want to do. Um, that's just that's just not gonna happen. Um, so maybe there's some racist people in Muhammad. Maybe there's um, some people who don't necessarily feel that I belong or whatever else. But um, I'm gonna I'm do what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna make. I'm gonna leave my mark, and um, you know, go from there. There's there's no um, there's no limit to your impact on a neighborhood. <clears throat> There's no limit to that. Uh, only, only The only limit to your impact is you not being a part of it. Um, and so with that, I say uh, reverse the gentrification. Turn it around. Do it the other way. Come into their neighborhoods and um, leave, your, leave your footprint. If you, especially, you know, the people who are like, they always, they always, they always, a lot of people like that. Um, if you're one of those, they always people, why don't you come in and do what they always do and change it and make a difference? And I know there's a lot of things that we haven't been awarded or had access to, um, as people of color, we haven't had access to some of the resources or things like that because of the history of our family. But I actually saw a post on Facebook that said um, something to the tune of our generation is so aware of the things that happened to us as kids and the trauma that we suffered that the next generation, our children, are going to be great because of what we've learned from the things that we've endured, the things that we faced, the things that we've seen, the fact that we realize that our parents don't get life insurance and um, our parents don't leave us businesses and so on and so forth, trust funds and all that other stuff. And we saw that a lot of um, privileged folks um, did receive those things. And so, yeah, it's easier for them to come in and buy up some property and um, start a business and so on and so forth. So we got to start putting our children into a place where they can do these things. And so I live in Muhammad now, so my kids realize there's just because there's mostly white people here doesn't mean that you can't come and live here and have the same things that they have. And it doesn't mean that you can't come into this community and start a business and um, and be and be good at it um, in the in this very neighborhood where people have made you believe that you don't belong. I want my kids to know that. And when I die and they get my life insurance uh, money and um, you, and they've been a resident there and gone to the schools and they have that on their resume and so on and so forth that people will be like oh okay you know they've got a good education they went to great schools coming up and so on and so forth um and and they'll have a different they'll have a different foot in the door because of the decision that I made to help award them some of those things that our children have not been awarded historically um, or like myself, you know, historically, we have not been awarded these things. And 
yeah, it makes it more difficult, but it also makes it that much more rewarding. Like when you come from a, a space of nothingness and you come from the bottom, it's so much more rewarding to say, this is where we were, this is what we were doing, and this is where we are. Um, and I want us as a people to be able to have that, to access that, to say, you know what, this is where I was, and now look, this is where I am. Um, so I say, reverse it.